Welcome, my name is Amapola Ramirez and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. In this podcast, I talk to you about my life as a Chicana. As a professional, I want to share with you my knowledge. Tenemos todos un propósito en este mundo. Unidas, creamos cambio. Vamos a empezar. Welcome, ¿cómo están? Espero que estén muy bien. I am doing pretty good. I actually feel productive. Um, I celebrated my dad's birthday. I made dinner for him. Well, I should say like my mom helped me. Um, I ma- we made sopes. I love making sopes. I don't know. It's so easy. Um, and yeah, we were at my home celebrating my father. I honestly lost track of how many um, years my dad has here with us and 67 I lost count honestly I thought my dad was like in his early 60s but he's 67 and then when I realized that I was like fuck like it's it's scary and honestly as time is going by I don't want to like create anxiety but I, I actually can admit you guys that my anxiety is like I don't know I think it was a little higher um, I, I don't get anxiety attacks or panic attacks, but I, as human beings, we all get anxiety at some extent. So I honestly can say that I had anxiety like the last month, like I think the whole month of November for shit that happened and just things that just come up to my mind. And honestly, I think my biggest trigger was taking that class of a grief, um, bereavement and loss, like that class is beautiful but at the same time it really brought up a topic that I don't like to talk about which is death and I I'm sure I'm not the only one but I think taking that class really helped me understand different things about um, myself and also how to help others that are grieving but then it always brought me back to these thoughts of like these fears of losing my parents or any family member or even like myself it I just really triggered it, but overall celebrating my dad, it was so beautiful. He's, he's such an amazing man. He has a really fun, like young spirit. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. Really, really am. So that's what I did. Um, and in today's podcast, I'm going to open up more about myself Um, I have to be honest with you that, not that I've lied, but I just want to be upfront and honest with you that I really am not afraid of being vulnerable, you know, but as a human being, I do have this, these thoughts in the back of my mind thinking like, what if people judge me? And then I think, fuck that. Like if they do it, they do it. At the end of the day, it's my life. I have chose to share my knowledge and my life on this podcast um, at my pace, you know, at my pace. um, Because if I don't do it when I'm ready, I I don't know, it's not going to be genuine. And everything that I have put out there in this podcast, I feel my part has been genuine to expressing to you how I think and I feel, you know, it takes a lot um, for someone to open up and to really share their fears, their triumphs, you know, it takes a lot and it's okay if you're not there yet. 
Um, but I think that personally speaking, that once you are present in your life, it is one of the most beautiful gifts you can give to yourself because at that point you don't care what people think. It's all about you being triumphed, like you expressing your way of being, the way you smell life, the way you see life, the way you just respond to life in a very meaningful, profound manner. Um, I don't know who I was having this conversation with, but I was talking to somebody and, um, and we were talking about colors. I don't know. I like to talk about weird random topics and we're saying how colors, you know, they're so beautiful. Like you look at the flowers, there's like so many beautiful colors. You look at the, the sky, it looks like a beautiful blue. Um, and even when it's, you know, cloudy, it's like a gray and I don't know. I love the color gray, um, as well. And just how it all depends how everyone perceives colors. And then, um, one of the questions I came up with is how we pick a color that perceives you, like what color represents your life. Um, and I think that would probably change, but so far the color that I have chosen for my life right now, because I feel so centered, um, and when I say so centered, it doesn't mean like I'm perfect, you know, but I feel centered. I feel like I'm enough and I, I feel complete. Um, so for me, my favorite color is that like light rose um, wood color or it's like that light pink color. I, I don't know what <laughs> else to describe it, but hopefully you understand me. I just love that soft pink. And that's how I would define my life. It is a soft pink color. It's beautiful. It's smooth. It's calm. Because I don't, I don't have enemies. And I don't ever want to create any enemies in my life. Maybe there's people that are, that envy me. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't even like to say it like that. I don't know why. But I think we all have some people that probably, even if the things that you do are good, people perceive them as like, yeah, whatever, shut up, you know, like whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know them personally. I, I can't really even say. But if they're out there, then they're out there and I pray for them because I don't wish anything bad on them. Um, but like I said, I don't really, I can't really say specifically there's, you know, a, a specific person or people that are like talking bad about me. And if they are, then that's on them. You know, um, I just really try my best to live a life where it's just, you know, taking care of my family, taking care of myself, taking care of my clients with the things that they need from me, um, the tools and the knowledge that I have, but that's the color I would choose, like a light pink color that, that I feel like that represents my life right now. Um, but yeah, anyways, I get really into my thoughts sometimes. So if I kind of pause for a while, it's because I'm thinking. So today I want to open up with you and tell you about my story, the things that I really don't share with people. Um, and I'm okay with it now to open up in this podcast to share with you the things that have really impacted my life to be where I'm at. Only those who have sat with me and really know me 
know this story. Um, and one of them is my Aunt Rosie. She's, she's like everything to me. She's my friend. She's my sister. She has been with me through thick and thin. And she knows the story. There's a lot of things that I'm still not ready to open up. So don't think I'm going to do this podcast like completely to the T of like everything. Because that's going to take a long time. But I'm going to spread it out. Because right now I am ready to share this story that I'm going to share with you on this podcast. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, I just felt like I wanted to share with you this. And the reason too, what inspired me to share this story with you is... I have been listening to this podcast named Let There Be Loose, and she's awesome. I There's so many things that she talks about that really I can relate to her and close to her. I, lo- I love I love her. I love her podcast. She's amazing. And as she was talking about her story, I was bawling. <laughs> and because I could relate. I mean, not specifically, obviously, going through the same thing that she was going through. But, you know... I think we all can relate at some extent going through some pains that we're, as women, as mothers, we're going through on our own. And sometimes it's really hard to share with people. And it's okay. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to vent with the right people. And she actually inspired me to share this with you. Because I would share this story with other people, like I said. Um, Like my Aunt Rosie you know, um, and my husband, he is, he hears me out completely. Um, he is amazing. And (laughs) I think I will share later on as we move forward, um, a story about our life because marriage is not easy, but stay tuned for that one for sure. Other than that, um, let's get started and I will share with you a piece of my life has created a big impact okay let's get started okay I'm going to start off by sharing with you my story As you all know, my name is Amapola Ramirez. Or actually, should I say, Amapola de Guadalupe Ramirez Piñon. That is my whole entire Mexican name. (laughs) There is another podcast that I created in which I'm telling you more about where I was born and about my parents. But today I'm going to skip a little bit of my childhood in the beginning when I was born. And I'm going to hop over to when I was in first grade. When I I was in first grade, I attended a private school in Huntington Park, or is it Maywood? I get them confused, but I think it was Maywood, Santa Rosa de Lima. I attended that private school when I was in first grade. I remember being very nervous and my mom never explaining to me ahead of time what was going to happen. I attended public school for a couple of years when it came to preschool. And um, half of a year, I think, of 
first grade. So that is when she transferred me to a private school. I remember being really shy when I was little, extremely shy. Even if I knew I needed help, I wouldn't raise my hand. I remember going to school and pretending I knew how to do the work and I just wrote anything. Going to home and doing homework, I remember not knowing how to do my homework. And so I wouldn't even ask my mother for help or my dad because he worked a lot. I remember one day in which I was able to take a share, a toy. I think that's what it's called. Share day or something like that. (laughs) And I took a little piano that my dad had bought me at the swap meet. And I showed my teacher that little piano. It was a little tiny piano. And she liked it so much that she told the whole class to get a little piano like mine from the store. I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. The teacher was able to see something that I had and shared it with my whole entire class and said, this is something so cute that what Amapola has. I want you guys to all get the same thing as Amapola. When she said that, I was like, what? A little piano that I had made my teacher feel happy and she was able to share that. It might sound stupid to you, but for me it was everything. I remember going home and telling my mom and she was like, ah, que bonito. (laughs) But to me it meant the world. Now, I remember on a Halloween in first grade, my mom dressed me up as a Negra Tomasa. Can you freaking believe that? She did paint my face. She painted my face like extremely um, a morena color. And I was very embarrassed. She put like that towel or I don't know what it is. that um, It was like a scarf covering my head. She made the skirt super long. So I looked like La Negra Tomasa, or actually Aunt Jemima, the one on the pancakes. And that's what I was for Halloween. My mom never asked me what I wanted to be. Even if I wanted to be a princess, that didn't happen. My mom just took the initiative. And sometimes I think, why did she do that? Is it that we didn't have enough money? Yet, my parents owned property. That never made sense to me. I remember one day going into my class with my mom, and it was teacher conference. The teacher sat down with my mom and I, and she told her, Amapola has failed her classes. I didn't really understand, but I knew that I never asked for help. I remember hearing mom say, well, if she has to repeat first grade again, then she will do it. I looked at my mom again and again several times because I could not believe that she said that I was going to repeat first grade and how embarrassing that would be to see all of my other classmates move on to second grade and I would stay behind. And that's exactly what happened. 
one of the things I am grateful for is that my best friend actually flunked with me. Her and I still stayed together and we played. And I remember going back to school and seeing all of my other classmates move on to second grade except for my best friend and I. We stayed behind. I was really embarrassed, but I don't even know if my mom really cared about that. I remember her sitting down with me and telling me that the reason I was going to be held back was because I didn't learn the material. And she was right, I didn't. But was that my fault? Was it hers? Was it my dad's? Was it the teacher's? Whose was it? All I know is that growing up, I felt like a stupid moron. I felt dumb. I felt like, how is it that I cannot speak up? Why am I so afraid to speak up? Now as an adult, I understand. My mom decided everything for me. She decided what is it that I would eat, what I would wear, what I would do. And I did not have a voice. But I do remember this. I remember one day my mom's brothers, because my mom has a total of 11 siblings. I remember one of her brothers named Rogelio showing up to our house and had met. It was the first time actually that I would meet him for the first time. He hugged me like he's known me my whole entire life. I remember me playing outside and him playing with me and talking to me and praising me and asking me what I wanted. Do you want an ice cream? Are you cold? Do you want to sit here? Do you want to go outside and play? What? Someone was actually willing to ask me what I wanted. I honestly will never forget that. My uncle Rogelio gave me a voice. And I highly am blessed and appreciated for that. As years went by, me, Amapola de Guadalupe Ramirez Piñon, <laughs> continued to struggle in school. Yet, como dicen, pasé a panzazos. My mom tried her best to take me to tutoring. Because I hate math. I hated math and I still don't really care for it. <laughs> I remember in junior high, my mom taking me to a community college to be able to get the help from students that were attending that college. And yeah, I did help. And and eventually, I somewhat moved forward with my grades. My report card, every single time it came in, there was always D's, C's, F's. The only one, the only subject that had an A was PE and art. 
because I love to be creative and I love to do a lot of hands-on. And those were the only ones that actually had an A, only PE and art. All of the other subjects, I had D's, C's, and F's. And every time that report card came in, my anxiety levels would go up. My mom would cheer me up. No sé por qué tienes esos grados. No eres estúpida. ¿Qué te crees? No, no. Tienes que hacer tu tarea. Da, 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 da. All of those words that came out of her mouth made me think I was stupid. Even if she didn't say I was stupid, she made me feel like if I was. I remember my quinceañera. My mom told me, if you have bad grades, you will not get a quinceañera. And on top of that, I would use makeup at a very young age. So she actually told me, do not get in trouble because I would go, I would attend private schools. And in private schools, you're not allowed to wear makeup. But guess what? I didn't care. I still put it on. A slight bit of eyeliner, a little tint of lipstick, and that would still get me in trouble. And that actually was able, it was something that I was able to say that I loved. I love makeup. I love to be creative. But because it's part of life, to, you know, and by law, you have to go to school, I did my best. And I got my quinceañera. It was so much fun. After my quinceañera years, <laughs> I was going, I still attended a private school and I wore a lot of makeup, let me tell you. And at that point, I wish I had guidance with that because I looked like a clown. After high school, I decided to enroll myself to a community college called Rio Hondo College. I attended some of the classes for probably hmm, about two semesters. After that, I started to work and I got a new car, brand new car from the dealership, a little Honda. And I said, I can't go to school. I need to work to pay off my car. I worked a part-time job at a burger joint but I also worked in so many other places. I worked at Sears, I worked at a restaurant as a hostess, I worked at a jewelry store, I worked as a waitress, but I was always very consistent to be responsible. Now, I had my oldest son when I was 22 years old, which I think is still kind of young. I was working and I was with his dad, yet the relationship with his dad didn't work out. And I still have a good relationship with him now, which I'm grateful for. And I remember going to my best friend's graduation at Rio Hondo because she was able to finish um, and graduate and to receive her AA. I remember walking in to the field and hearing the music of graduation. I was there with my son 
people who were there to support her and to cheer her on. I remember seeing all these people and all these graduates and I said, what the hell am I doing? Why is it that I didn't finish? I felt like a loser. My friend, which I call my sister, she encouraged me with her actions to go back to school. This was in 2003, if I'm not mistaken. So I walked myself over to the enrollment office and I enrolled into one class at Rio Hondo College just to start slowly and surely. I was at Rio Hondo for about three and a half years. Throughout those years that I attended at Rio Hondo College, I remember having my son, Andrew, on my lap every night, typing with one hand and or two if possible and him falling asleep on my chest. My schedule looked like this. I worked eight hours, my full-time job. Right after that, I would head over to Rio Hondo College about 5.30 to 6. And I ended up having two classes. So I would get home about 10 p.m. almost every day. I'm very grateful for my mother who helped me care for my son as I was at school. At some point, this is what happened. My mom would ask me, why haven't you graduated? You've been going to this school for three years. What classes are you taking again? P.E.? Are you kidding me? ¿Por qué estás haciendo P.E.? Eso no es una clase. Estás perdiendo tiempo. I couldn't listen to my mother. I continued with my goal because obviously PE is needed for an elective, so I had to do it, and I love PE. She never understood that. Attending Rio Hondo College was a life changer because I was able to learn so many things. Yet at some point in my life, during that stage, or chapter of my life, I should say, I realized I don't care for my AA. So I wanted to transfer. But before I transferred, I had to do another class because apparently that's how community colleges work. The requirements of the degree that you want to get or just, it just changes. While I was attending Rio Honda College, I met my husband. He helped me tremendously with school. And by the way, I don't know if this is kind of weird, but every time he would teach me math, he would hold the pencil and I fell in love with his manly hands. It is so weird, but I just love that. He helped me so much that I was able to get through classes, especially math. I got pregnant with my second child. I remember sitting down and thinking about my life. And I told my husband then 
I want to transfer to work on my bachelor's. He said, of course. What do you have to do? And I'll help you. I said, I don't know. I don't even know where to go. So he said, well, figure it out and then we can do this. I remember I was about eight and a half months pregnant and I walked in to Phoenix, University of Phoenix. And at that time, the office was located somewhere in La Mirada. I remember walking in and talking to the counselor, telling her, I don't care for my AA, I just want to transfer. She said, not a problem. We transferred and it was such a smooth thing which I think it was smooth. I had my son and I started the month after. He was born in September and class started in October. I remember going the first day of class. I was so nervous. I said, oh my gosh. I told my husband, are you going to be able to take care of our baby? He's like a newborn. He's like, don't worry about it. You go do what you have to do. I remember going to class every single week because I would go in once a week and I would call my breaks are you okay and my son would be crying in the background but my husband was able to figure it out I graduated with my bachelor's two years two years and a half later when I graduated in 2011 I gave myself about two or three months off And I said, screw this, I'm going to get my master's. I enrolled into Capella University to receive my master's in human services. I learned so much in how to develop programs, um, how to be a supervisor in leadership in any nonprofit agency, and in Around that time, I I had already had my business. I started doing parenting classes and anger management classes since about 2008. When my son, when I was pregnant for my son, I got certified and I started doing classes. But in between that, it was just two, three, four, five clients here and there. I was working full time a mom, a wife, a, I guess you could say business owner, even if I had a little bit of clients and I was a student. I was able to graduate in 2014 with my Master's of Human Services. I learned so much that I implemented it into my business and I began to grow. I remember getting referrals from attorneys and more attorneys, and more attorneys. The work that I was doing with my clients was seen in front of judges and obviously attorneys. I have built a reputation for myself, for things that I believe in, but most of all, for believing in myself. My clients saw the work that I do and how I inspire them and they inspire me. And they would always ask me, Paula, because I go by Paula as well, (laughs) do you do therapy? I said, no, unfortunately I don't. 
Ah, oh, that sucks. That would be great. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's a referral. Another client and another client. Majority of my clients would ask me if I do therapy. I said I don't. I would love for you to have been my therapist if you were because I love the way you work. I love how you talk to me about life and I get it. So guess what? My clients inspired me to go back and get my second master's degree. My MSW, Masters of Social Work. And right now, that's what I'm doing. I need one more semester and I will graduate to become a therapist. I owe it to my clients. I owe it to them. I was that little girl who felt dumb, who flunked first grade, and who now has two master degrees. Well, one and the other one's almost coming. <laughs> From USC, my dream university. I never thought in my life, you guys, that I would have two master degrees. And especially from USC. I'm not stupid. I am smart. I am kind. And I have a voice. This is Chicana Moms, and thank you so much for listening to me. You can visit my website at www.chicanamoms.com and send me an email. I would love to hear from you. You could also follow me on Instagram at Chicana Moms Podcast. Thank you, and have a beautiful, blessed day. Adios.